What's up, party people, podcast players, and fourth wall fam, and welcome to another edition of New Normal Wrestling. Introducing your hosts, first, we are graced by the presence of podcast royalty. Roll out the red carpet and tip the crown to the podcast king himself, Brother Wade Ilson. Next, the Doctor of Desire is in, filling your prescription for your dose of kayfabe consumption. You can't brother out without the good brother himself. Let's give it up for Dr. Kayfabe Phil. And what is going on to all of our friends, fams, and fans out there in wrestling land? It's your boy, well, one of your boys, Dr. Kayfabe Phil here. And I have a prescription written on the pad and ready to dose out. But uh, once again, this is not a solo show. This is one where friends are required. And I have one of the best ones in all the business hanging out with me. Um, You may say he's so odd that he literally can't even. Um, Sipping on some milkshakes, looking to uh, crush I, I don't know, Wade. What are you looking to crush this week? Oh, you got Chick-fil-A. Leave me alone. Oh. Oh. All right. Brother Wade, the crown is polished. The chicken nuggets are crispy AF. Yes, they and are. You got some stuff. Are you a honey mustard guy? I'm a Chick-fil-A sauce guy. Now I knew why I loved you even <laughs> more than before. Oh. oh um man. Yep, and the man, the man is currently uh, doing some corgi, corgi sitting right now as well. Absolutely, I definitely am. I'm yep. so glad she's fire right now. But once there you go. that food kicks in, it's over. <laughs> yep. And speaking of Rhea, brother Wade. N- normally, we get some pretty jam packed weeks of professional wrestling, mm-hmm. but we've got we've got shows to talk about. We've got development we got some whodunits coming in yeah we did throughout wrestling throughout wrestling yeah um so dealer's choice my friend where are we starting where are we starting this week i don't know because it feels like we can go anywhere right now because grand slam that's definitely a major focus point we should be talking about tonight yes um let's go with or do we go down the rabbit hole? You know no, what? You know what? I'll, no, 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 no. Got to start hot. Go. Can start with this one. Okay. So one of my favorite developments in professional wrestling over the past week has not been the storylines uh, that we've been having across all the platforms, but rather what's been going on off screen because everybody wants to know who is the white rabbit? So for those of you who are not aware and literally have your head down the rabbit hole, I'm sorry. First of all, I'm really sorry. Um, But this all started when in between commercial breaks and at the house shows, WWE has been playing white rabbit from Jefferson airplane and going to red lights at the end of the song. That's been, yep. I asked you about that. Yep. I thought somebody was joking with it on Twitter and then mm-hmm. it kept happening and happening. Happening and, and happening. Like, yeah. 
This is and then somebody I thought it was the um Lucha Underground carrying cross situation. Yep. That's what I thought off the rip because I that was I'm that was a, a lot of people thought right away. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, because the only thing as hot as wondering when CM Punk is gonna come back is when Bray Wyatt gonna come back. So immediately that was the only other option that everybody had on the table. Mm-hmm. We've had now uh akin to the Firefly Funhouse. We had some uh QR codes on the down low mm-hmm. pop up on Raw. Behind Austin, it was one behind, behind Austin, Austin theory, theory, and the guy at 923 PM walking through the crowd holding the QR code up. Mm-hmm. And I didn't notice it at first. What's that? I didn't. The second one? Yeah. I didn't notice it at first, the sign. But I noticed someone behind Theory's head. I'm like, why is that there? Yep. And when you play the QR code, it is a uh, uh, one of the wonderful trippy, trippy links in WWE. Has a nice little game of Hangman. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the uh, – hold on. What was the question specifically? So, wasn't it who killed the world? Yes. Who killed the world? And the uh, to which it was played out to be you did, but what a lot of people also noticed were the first letters that were picked spelled mm-hmm. out demon. This, if this is if this, if this is not Bray, this is the biggest, this is the biggest swerve ever. Most, and we're reason. gonna, we're going to fire WWE. So, it was not Bray Wyatt, it's a mega heel move. Yeah. Swerving everybody like that. Yep. So eventually towards the end of the video tells you to look at be on the lookout for 923 at 923, mm-hmm. which just how happens to be when SmackDown will be on the air live from Salt Lake City. Very true. So um there have and even to further compound it, the um I'll call him makeup artist because he's a he's a he's a designer. He does a lot of a lot of trippy as as hell stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle Scarborough, uh, you know, he's done a lot of work for Karrion Cross, done a lot of work for Bray Wyatt, designed the Fiend mask with him. He's worked with him with a lot of his horror themed gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, posted a picture of the White Rabbit skeleton. Man, this is like a Bones episode, basically, for us. Yeah, this is this is exactly it. It feels like yep. a Bones episode, but... Yes. If, I'm saying it again. If it's not Bray Wyatt, if it is not Bray Wyatt, it is going to be one of the biggest heel moves in wrestling, and whoever comes out... Will be booed mercilessly. Booed unmercilessly. Yes, unmercilessly. And speaking yes. of mercy... The little Easter eggs of if it is Bray Wyatt, what if the whole Firefire uh, Firefly Funhouse is coming to life? Yes, and the characters will be revealed. Is, I think this is the natural evolution. If this is the case, speaking of another teaser, mm-hmm. when which we're going to get to in a in a little bit, the mm-hmm. fact that Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins are going to be in a fight pit, the fight pit at Extreme Rules. Please, yes, thank you. The fight pit is a dope match. It was an amazing yes. thing that came up in NXT. Yep. Again, isn't it so refreshing that WWE brings up NXT on main roster product? A hundred percent. 
Yep. Beautiful. 100%. But, but when the poster dropped mm-hmm. in the background behind Matt Riddle, there is a lantern. It, the background looks like a, a warehouse. It's the inside of a warehouse mm-hmm. with the windows, you know, the broken out windows and everything. But you could see clear as day behind Matt Riddle. There's the lantern hanging. Then when we do our favorite thing to do on the internet, which is zoom in, conspiracy theory away, do mm-hmm. all of that, you can see hovering over the trash can behind Matt Riddle three or four fireflies. Go back and look. Go back and look, man. Hold on. Now, the internet. internet. Of the internet. Hate the internet. The Mm -hmm. internet has everything good and bad all at once. Because this is completely go south. Yep. Yep. Um, So... And people have gone so so far back as to like earlier this year and last year, going through Bray Wyatt's old Twitter posts, okay, mm-hmm. and um, there was one that came up about uh, self, the town of Self, Arkansas, okay, mm-hmm. and. Self Arkansas, there's there's nothing to see or do there. What it's really known for, mm-hmm. and um, Bray, yeah, here's Bray Wyatt's post. Anyone here on here know anything about Self Arkansas? If you are a local and can navigate to the Devil's Hole, please let me know. Hmm. So I remember that tweet too because I'm like, oh wait, he's coming. Yep. So if you're and somebody posted about posted an answer and he says about going there, I understand it's dangerous and that's why I need a local guide that's been to the hole. So if you tell me that you're not going down the rabbit hole with that, mm-hmm. quite literally, I, I don't know what else to tell you, people. It's going to be Bray, but you know what he's going to do to add more to it now mm-hmm. that I think about it? It's going to be another cryptic video. I was thinking, what if what if the tr- we get all get trolled, mm-hmm. okay? And whatever happens on Friday at nine twenty three p.m. doesn't happen on SmackDown. What if it's something on Twitter, on Instagram? Mm-hmm. Where are we again? So I, th- there's so many ways that could this could go. And we are all sucked in. Mm. There's no getting out of this one. So my question to you, Brother Wade, mm. is, and, and to you, Rhea, as well. Yeah, Rhea's involved. Is Sorry. Bray Wyatt the mastermind? Be Is Bray Wyatt the endgame? Because I, I don't see any way that it can't be him. It, there's no other way around it. As Rhea gives her opinion on it. She thinks it's great too. Yep. So follow up. Mm-hmm. Um, since we just alluded to it, is this the Firefly? It it feels like it's a natural, organic progression that 
the Firefly Funhouse come to life as the next step in the process. Yeah. And if you think about it, Bray, whenever he does these personas or gimmicks, he likes to milk it out a little bit. Yep. Or we have to pay close attention to backgrounds. Also, an interesting fact that I've noticed, the colors in the backgrounds. Mm, go you on. Red. Yeah. Oh, the red, yep. Red. And if you go back and think about it, when we started to notice Rhea was turning towards the Judgment Day, mm-hmm. it was always purple lighting in the background. That's a great catch. Oh, speaking of lighting, that was another one that happened on Raw. Mm-hmm. During the Alexa Bliss Bailey match, the lights flickered in and out. The lights flickered in and out, mm-hmm. like a like a firefly. Bingo! And also, they said it was a bigger connection because it was a Bliss match. Bliss has ties to to Bray. That story went completely south, yeah. and she's trying to refine herself. Yes. So, what if that's his way of saying I'm coming back to you? Yep. So, fantasy booking. Who would you like to see as the fun house come to life? Okay, well. Now, and let's say, let's do as we stand. Mm -hmm. So, I'm saying, for example, Rhea Ripley, she's hard and set with Judgment Day. Right. No chance. Mm -hmm. So, fantasy booking with a little realism to it. Okay, logic, lo- logical, logic. Point, logical points and who would be in the group? Yes. All right, I'm going to call this a psychopath or a monster scenario of who would be in the new Firefly Farmhouse come to life. Yep. Bray is the leader. He will recruit Alexa Bliss somehow, and Bliss will end up back on SmackDown or wherever he's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um. Joker Harley type relationship all yep. over again. So absolutely get them out the way. Um, are we basing them off the characters or just who would be in the group? Let's go. Let's do character pairings. Yes. Okay, so because I feel like that's the way this is going. I do too. Um, Abby is going to be Scarlet, obviously, and then that means Karen Cross would be the rabbit. The rabbit rambling. Damn. See. Rambling Rabbit. Rambling Rabbit. Mm-hmm. Then Braun would be Huskis. Braun would be Huskis, okay. Because if you notice, Huskis was always working out, and ever since Braun has been working out and come back to WWE, he's fit he's AF. Fit as hell. So Huskis is Braun. And that leaves you Mercy the Buzzard. What if and that what photo? If, mm-hmm. Yep, that photo that we when we talked about this. Does it have to be Dexter? I have a weird one for you. Go for it. What if we don't go Dexter? Okay. And the and it's Elias since Ezekiel was removed from the roster. That would be a great one. Mm. And the rumors are that Elias will be coming back mm-hmm. as Elias with a real beard. <laughs> to, to, yes, he's he's uh, he, he's fired his brother Ezekiel, his younger brother Ezekiel, realized mm-hmm. he couldn't cut it, and uh, he's coming back. 
That's my swear for you guys. There you go. Either way, the group is going to be another great faction in WWE history right now. Yep. The one thing for me that I initially was trying to do, and I, looking back on it now, I think it's a square peg trying to make something fit. Right. I and I've believed this for a while. Um, do you think Bo Dallas figures in anywhere? And that's why originally, like my first thought when we saw this 923 reference, mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's not Bray because that's too much, too soon, too easy. Right. I was thinking it would be whoever comes out as his herald, his silver surfer to his Galactus. Damn it. That used to be my Scarlet and carrying carrying um yep. version. So that's making me want now that that was where when you know you brought up the carrion and scarlet thing that yeah. would make perfect sense also mm-hmm. that the time is running out for roman not just because it's him mm-hmm. but because he's coming and he has unfinished business with roman he disappeared what do we what was the greatest thing about the fiend anyone who did bray wyatt wrong he came after. He came at the fiend would come after and turn that person for better or worse. Mm-hmm. That person would end up turned. Will we start to see people turn again? Shotzi's a face now. Let's start there. Yep. Trickle down effect. I always compared the fiend gimmick to uh, Fallen. Okay. There's a Washington movie. Yep. Great movie, by the way. Very underrated for a Denzel flick. Yes, absolutely. That's why I love you, Phil. Mm-hmm. Um, well, if you had an inter- interaction with Bray, it would always carry over, and you would become the opposite of who you were. Yep. Um, and even so, even so much, at some points, you would say, "Damn!" It trickled down to NXT with Finn when Finn turned on everybody and uh, mm-hmm. yeah. became the monster NXT champion again. Yep. So what if what if it starts to go across the multiverse of the WWE? It's entirely possible, dude. Doctor Strange. Entirely possible. Yes. Yes. Yep. He's got the whole world in his hands. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing Doctor Strange signs in front of it like this. But dude, where do you want to go next? Um. So. So we've gone down the rabbit hole, and mm-hmm. now we're at the. Uh, we got to climb ourselves out of this. Yes. Um, Grand Slam was, for me personally, a great showing for AEW. They did a, a wonderful job last year with it. Mm-hmm. The setup, um, the card, top level. And they they kept, they set the bar high last year. Mm-hmm. And they definitely met they met the expectation for sure. Um, Almost definitely. Yeah. We had, I mean, to open the show with Claudio Castagnoli and Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor world title. That just shows you right there. And then the 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 match flow, mm-hmm. having the tag the world tag titles, having um the women's title. The women's title, the Fatal 4-Way, the All-Atlantic Championship. And then, obviously, to cap it all off with Brian Danielson and John Moxley with the you know Blackpool 
all Blackpool mm-hmm. title match. Blackpool, Blackpool. Is there any match that you specifically want to touch on? You know what match I want to talk about. Go for it. Oh, scissor me, daddy way. <laughs> they might sue us. Um, <laughs> Not when you change one word. <laughs> but the match in question we are talking about is the acclaimed versus swerve in our glory part. Absolutely. Two for the AEW World Tag Team champ- titles. Mm-hmm. Yep. Man, I'm telling you. I And I called this two weeks ago when I said the rematch was going to happen. Yeah. This proves that this that the events that we wanted at All Out were much better down the road. When you make it wait. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there was so much layered into it. There was the buildup of them coming out, you know, losing it all out to begin with, Mm -hmm. but being so over that mid-match Swerve and Keith Lee were getting booed out the building. Mid-match at all out. Okay? That's That's how over over the acclaimed were. They weren't even supposed to work. They were a jobber team on dark. Yeah. And they got over to no one. There was no one in the crowd. Yeah. Can I make the analogy here? Go ahead. It, immediately, it, it made, I thought about it after All Out, mm-hmm. and what you just said there kind of further cements it. They have been able to do, the acclaimed, what the Hardys did in when they were in, first started in WWE. Yeah. They started as no-name no one knew what well unless you were an indie unless you were on the indies. Yeah. Two brothers from North Carolina serving as bottom of the barrel enhancement talent. Mm-hmm. And for them to have kept working and pushing and building and, and earning earning what they've got to become one of the great, you know, I mean, obviously the Hardy Boys, one of the greatest tag teams in the history of professional wrestling but the acclaimed have ways to go to get to where the hardys have accomplished mm-hmm. but um it's been a natural progression doing it for anthony bowens at home in new york further you know just further enhances what they achieved um and i have to say from this way from a diversity perspective mm-hmm you know, he's um, to be a black, gay, professional wrestling champion at any level. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to, to take away, but he, uh, you know, he he's proven himself and he's carried he's carried the torch for those other groups along along the way. And he has been. um you know, a, 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 a great a great story, yeah, a great catalyst for 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 all for diversity in in the business and in general. And oh, absolutely, that's another big another big, I, I you know another big uh, layer to this. It adds to the story. Um, fun fact: I knew about Anthony Bowens before he got signed to AEW. Um, I had seen him at a few shows that I would go to in Jersey. He'd always be around, mm-hmm. and. 
I saw him so much. I was like, man, this guy's really good. Like, he's getting over. Like, he's going to blow up to a level where he's WWE, AEW. Somebody's got to pick him up. Yeah. And he won championships, like, for starter companies in Jersey. Like, Mm -hmm. when Battle Club Pro, one of my favorite places ever, started showcasing his talent. He was, and they didn't have a world championship for like a year. Yeah. They gave, they gave, um, they had a tournament out and he won it in Brooklyn as the first, I think he was one of the first, he, yeah, he was, he was one of the first gay men to win a championship on the indie scene, a major world championship. Yeah. Yeah. So for him being in the indies, I can only imagine, you know, that it, again, it further reinforces their accomplishments. Oh, absolutely. And I, I said it before, they're they they're the modern day new age outlaws to me. That's yeah. where I'm getting the comparisons. From. Dude, that's a hundred percent spot on. Anthony 100%. Bowens is Billy Gunn and, and, and Max, Max Caster's road dog. dog. Yeah. Listen. Listen. Oh, you didn't know. Oh my <laughs> and then, but think about it this way, right? You mm-hmm. have that. Okay, that's that comparison. Mm-hmm. Then the moment Anthony Bowens takes that mic, if you're not, if you're not down with that, yeah, we got two words for you. Mm-hmm. Insert town here. here. Yep, the acclaim we have arrived. Have arrived. That's why I like them. And New yep. Age Outlaws is one of my favorite tag teams of all time. Yes. Uh, quick side note: anybody who hasn't watched it. Please do yourself a favor and go watch the D Generation X episode of A&E's WWE biography season two. Man, can't agree more. DX is my yep. favorite group. So obviously. It, yes. But for them to have done everything they did in three years, in the two to three year span, I I, I completely forgot about that. All mm-hmm. of that was done in three years. It goes to show you they are they are well. They are one of the Prime talents to say they are homegrown in AEW. Yes. And they have a story that's going to be immense. And I hope they keep the titles long enough because I have this weird feeling FTR is up next. Is that a full gear thing or you think that's a further down the line thing? I feel like full gear would be too much too soon. Mm. Or you could do another triple threat match and they could retain that way. Yeah. You could do that. But yeah, I think they got to get a couple good challenges under their belt before FTR come That's in the mix. Challenge. Okay. Yeah. I, I agree. For, I agree for you, though, with you. Geez, for you. Um, <laughs> FTR is an end game, is definitely an end game build here. And I could, I would love to see it. Um, it probably happened the, on Dark first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it probably happened on Dark. Um, so the other thing for me, um, touch really quick on it. Ring of honor world title match opening the show. Okay. Yeah. It was a fun match, but the moment that Chris Jericho was announced as the wizard and not the lion heart shenanigans, shenanigans. And he did every, he pulled every trick in the book. He grabbed the old Ring of Honor owner. He pulled out Floyd. <laughs> he pulled out a swift kick in the Nards. He'll 
he'll turn one on he'll ah the hill book one on one. See, even I'm absolutely. Yep. Um, and I told you last week. I said I hope Jericho doesn't win. I know. I hope Jericho doesn't win. Yep. And now he's one of the few people to have held the AEW WWE Ring of Honor Ring of Honor. And there's one. He, didn't win, he only won the cruiserweight in WCW. He never was a he never was big gold belt guy. But he's won now. He's won major titles in every promotion he's been in. Yes. Even and now we have to count ROH. Yes. Yep. But I loved again the level of heel heat he has been carrying. How disgusted, genuinely disgusted, everyone was in the broadcast booth at Jericho winning. Because it just. As much as I will add Chris Jericho to the top ten of wrestling, yeah, he knows how to work a crowd. He knows, and he knows how to just get under your skin, and that's why he's been one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time because he plays chess in the sense of knowing when his character needs a change. Absolutely, and he gets ahead of it. And he never lets a character grow stale. Whether it was Lionheart, whether it was WCW, Chris Jericho, The List, all of it. And you know what I was thinking about also today? Mm-hmm. Um, no matter how face or heel he is, n- singing along to Judas will never grow old and stale and the fans will always have a fun time with it. I don't think Judas, you know why? (laughs) Well, the other thing, and I started thinking about the lyrics to the song Mm -hmm. and that song is to me a perfect description of his time in AEW. How coming in as the heel and just, wanting to betray everybody right out the gate from the first episode of dynamite. Right. And form the inner circle. Then to kind of have the realization down the line and turn the inner circle face and bring himself back to face. And then once again, to just completely turn on everybody again in the Jericho appreciation society. That song is a perfect description of the ebbs and flows of his AEW career. Especially, oh, yeah, this is what I'm calling the old man Jericho run. Yeah. Pulling little tricks and trades from everything he's done in previous eras and just combine them into one amalgamation of a character. Yeah. Hate him or love him, Chris Jericho is always going to be that one person that you know people are going to put their eyes on good, bad, good, bad, or anything like that. Yeah. Absolutely. And Tony Khan um, knew what he was doing when he signed him. Yep. Definitely did. You know, one other thing that I don't know if this was a convenient thing or, it, you know, intentional or not. When the announcers were going through the list, just kind of, you know, talking about the legacy of the ROH title. CM Punk happened to be omitted from that list. Mm, which is why they're saying those rumors of him not returning. Yep. I was wondering why they didn't mention him. Yeah. I, I found it appropriate given the, the 
situation. But yeah, surprising, but not not surprising. As Rhea chimes in, Rhea, yes, Rhea. we know you're right. Mm, okay, absolutely, you're right. You're yes, 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 Queen, yeah. yes. Um, I want to jump to women's title. Yeah, not so much for what happened in the match, mm-hmm. but for what happened after the match. Because I think one of the other big takeaways and highlights of Grand Slam was the fact that we have a new entrant into the women's division. Mm. But do we know to what extent she'll do it? No, we don't. So uh, a very big surprise when... um, Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter decide to keep beating the crap out of Tony Storm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Britt Baker goes to put the lockjaw in. And um, with another bloody nose, by the way. Again. Yep. And then all of a sudden, Falling in Reverse starts playing. And their new single, Zombified. And then the beat drops. And then Soraya's name. Is it Soraya or Soraya? (laughs) I always thought it was Soraya. I thought it was Soraya. It's Soraya. My bad. My bad, Paige. (laughs) Soraya comes across the screen. And everyone loses their minds. It was was a Brian Danielson-level pop. Oh, absolutely. And when she walked out... I didn't see it, but I caught the clip later. You mm-hmm. were texting me. You were like, Paige, Paige is here. <laughs> I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. It's funny how this even came about because Fightful had mentioned it early in the day that there were talks. We were like, okay. Yep. That's cool. And then she comes out. So not, comes out that night. And I'm just like. Yeah, that came together pretty quickly, guys. Super quickly. So and she looks great. Yep. I do want to love, I do like that they are keeping us in a mystery where is she cleared? Is she not? We just she just came up into the ring. Cleared the ring. Pomp and circumstance, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, I I legitimately hope that if she gets back in the ring, that she is at proper fighting, improper fighting shape. Um she you know, it, it's been well documented, the injuries that that she has and the extent, you know, and the level to which she incurred them. So we uh, knock on wood, hope for the best that, you know, what we've seen with Brian Danielson, obviously, what we've seen with Christian Cage in their stints in AEW, that they have been able to make a full recovery um, and kind of manage their workload and their in-ring and out-of-ring traits and styles to play into whatever needs, you know, whatever needs to be done to keep them at the, you know, prime healthy level that they can. I hope so. Yeah. But Paige kind of hinted at it too. I don't know if you saw this interview that happened at StarCast recently. No. She was talking about she's working, she's using a machine to test her neck muscles. And she kind of looked at the camera kind of funny. Like, you know, yep. hey, I've been, I'm like doing this on purpose to let you know. 
Have you watched the Edge biography yet? Yes, I have. I'm wondering if it's a similar device. Mm. It could be. It, it's that you know Halo thing where she can, you know, yeah. it, it helps you with not just the motion and the movement, but actually building the muscles as well. It could be, brother. It could be. That would make sense. That would make a ton of sense. Yep. But a lot of people are saying now, if she does step into the ring, who do you want her first opponent to be? Oh, God. Um, I don't know. Because Jamie Hayter... I feel like would make sense to me as the gatekeeper to get her to Britt Baker. Mm-hmm. Um, but the AEW women's roster is so stacked. It's top heavy. Mm-hmm. I'll say. Um, I mean, you have Rosa, but she's going to come back and go right into the title picture. Absolutely. Can't you give her again. You put her against Serena Deeb. Yes. Anna J. Serena Deep would probably be the better choice. She'd keep her safer mm-hmm. if she's just coming back into the ring. Yeah. So let's minus Serena Deep. Mm-hmm. I call I called Gable and uh, Gargano a week ago. Let's see how this it, goes. If she yeah. is competing. Yeah. Well, what if she's forming a faction? And Jamie Hayter's her first. Steal Jamie away from Britt? Yep. Instead of her going to BCC. Okay. But Hader did play off that she and Britt are back on good terms again. Oh, really? She came into the ring and her and Britt both turned on Tony Storm together. Mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. It's a lot of mystery. A lot of options. A lot of options you can go with. Yep. Um, let's just put her against Shade Cargo. No. No. TBS Championship. No. Yeah, her first match, her first night in AEW. <laughs> you're just going to do a Raw title. You're just going to rehash it? Just rehash it. You debuted on Raw, dude. Run it back. Let's run it back, yo. Stop. Stop. <laughs> no, 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 no. Absolutely. Oh, I love antagonizing you. You know. You know how to. You know how to. He antagonized me. What about? Ooh, I got. If you're gonna have her face Jade, you know you have to give her first, right? Kara Hogan. Yeah. If if she's cleared, is she cleared? Oh, I don't know. She's been injured for a little bit now, but I think she might. I don't know. She could be cleared. She does take bumps every now and then. Okay. Or that new. What if, okay, what if we had a swerve that she was with Stokely? Female power in the front. Dude. Yep. Okay. I like it. I like it. Like he said, the firm is open for business. Everybody, when they're together, mm-hmm. they have a common cause. Mm-hmm. But separate, they all have their own thing to go after. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm. But I like it. There's so many scenarios. Now with Paige back, one of my biggest dreams, probably it will never happen now. 
surprised in the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. It's okay. It's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yes. Hopefully, we see Paige. Soraya. I have to get used to calling her Soraya. Soraya. I have yep. to get used see. To now it. you just call her Soraya. See? You almost did it. See. I just hope whatever extent it is, she is going to be happy, healthy in that position. So can't wait till next week to see where she stands. Yep. Yeah. Um, and let's close out Grand Slam with did the right man win the AEW world title? I feel bad for him because he's never going to get a vacation now. No. Man was supposed not. to be gone for six weeks. John, yes, this is John Moxley's vacation. <laughs> You're champ again. You're a champ again. Yep. Um, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence. Moxley's done nothing wrong lately. No. He's done nothing wrong. No. But I really thought they were going to go with the old tried and true formula. CM Punk leaves company. Oh, let's put right. the belt on Brian Daniels exactly. and Daniel Bryan. Any betting man did that. Any betting man went I to DraftKings and did I that legit last, did. last night. I'm not going to lie. I legit yep. did. Yeah. But it was a good match. It was I'm a good match. Gonna... I just hope this doesn't lead to a split between them again. I don't think it will. I don't think it will because what we didn't see after it went off air, mm-hmm. um, Brian Danielson did the same thing he did with Daniel Garcia when Garcia beat Yuta for the pure, pure championship. Mm-hmm. He was the one who put the belt on Moxley, mm. and they hugged after. It's a, so I don't think there's anything to take away from BCC and yeah. introduce a jealousy angle. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the case. I don't think so either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I liked also? Maybe it was just a coincidence, but towards the end of the match when they went out on the ramp together, mm-hmm. and I felt this was a, a good... Like I said, I think it was just maybe a coincidence, but a, a good parallel to Danielson's first match in AEW last year at Grand Slam against Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. When Kenny Omega and him went out onto the ramp mm-hmm. and Omega flattened him with the V-trigger. One of your and favorite, one of your favorite moments from last one year. One of my, my favorite spot of the year. And for them to kind of parallel that with Moxley dropping the Death Rider on him on the ramp. And, you know, Danielson just so knocked out, he just rolled down the ramp and into the ring. And that was it. And then and then Moxley synced in that rear naked choke mm-hmm. and just he passed out. It was he just passed out. You know, it was one of my favorite spots. Yeah. When they were on their heads upside down, slapping each other. Yes. The handstand slappy slap. Yep, yeah, the handstand slappy slaps. Though that, that was, was one of my, that is one of my favorite spots in the entire match. But yep. Moxley and Danielson delivered again, and yes. yeah, we're gonna have to do it. We're gonna have to add that to the list. Oh, add it to the list. Oh god, add it to the uh, list. You know what? No, I'm gonna make you choose. Okay. Does that go on the list or the tag title match? Spoiler, I'm going to put them both on anyway. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, world championship match, because you know why. Mm-hmm. No more CM Punk with the title. Yeah. So, um, Also, great use of MJF during the match. With the poker chip? Like, hey, you got a 
You got a huge ass poker chip in your yeah. head. Oh, look at me. Look at my baby. <laughs> I, I love that he tweeted during the match. Yes, murder, murder each other, you stupid idiots. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. He's going to yep. cash in. Oh, no. So, cash in. Mm-hmm. Funny you should say that. Okay. So, that has been, I'm not going to say it has been, but kind of a kibosh. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan said that he can say all he wants. But I have not yet sanctioned a title match for him. Mm. Can't do anything with that chip means nothing until I sanction the title match. Wow. Yes. Okay, I guess they wanted to change it up to the money and you know, they didn't want to yeah. copy money in the bank too hard. Yeah. But okay, I guess. It's just a threat. So now we're probably gonna get we're gonna get MJF Moxley at full gear. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's the official title match. Yeah. Maybe we get some of the good brothers there, too. Lucky y'all. Tickets go on sale September 23rd. Now, hey, I have other plans. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I have other plans. So. Sorry, Bo. Um, What else we got for... We... Dude, we went deep with the between White Rabbit and AEW this week. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, besides we want to give major kudos to, you know, let's just talk about Dominic a little bit, and then we'll move on. And Dominic, and then one more thing. Let's okay. do a couple minutes on what NXT is bringing to the what NXT is bringing to to the main roster. Yes, yes, indeed. But okay, okay. I want to go Dominic. What do you what do you think of the what is this now? His first weekend? His well, nah, maybe like his second week in the judgment day. Yeah. So now, okay, so he's found his locker. He's mm-hmm. figured out his schedule. <laughs> <laughs> he's thinking about extracurricular activities at this point. God, is he? <laughs> is he? Dom- Dominic is probably one of the top heels in on Raw right now. Yeah, that mega heat that dude got is something I've never seen in a minute. Yeah, where he put the mic to his face and where they were like, "Boo, no, boo, no, no. What? what, what?" And and I love they that Finn, Damian, and Rhea broke character a little bit with him because they were just absorbing the heat with him, just trying not to laugh. Like, yo, you got like, wow. Yeah, you did. You done good. You done good. Was this um, the, so? Now, in, in really quick, mm-hmm. in hindsight, this was the right move, right? The the way it's looking right now, yeah, it's it got people okay. talking every day. Absolutely. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I didn't no, mean to okay. cut you off, but it's okay. Yep. So you know, the only way he can get massive heel heat. What's that? All right. This props. So props to Jess for this. Gotta give her props. She said the only way Dominic could be a bigger heel is if he comes out at WrestleMania, dresses Eddie Guerrero in a low rider with Rhea Ripley dressed as China. God damn it. The only way he can get more heel heat than what he's already got right now. Speaking of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go way long term on this. Does Dominic Mysterio retire his father at WrestleMania? 
Yes. And he, t- and he takes the mask. And he takes the mask. That's the proper send-off for Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Yeah. Now, speaking of Dominic mm-hmm. and being as, again, from a heel side, as over as he is. Mm-hmm. And the storyline that is developing with Edge being written off basically again, right? Yeah. Um, we happen to get a uh, a nice little nugget of joy from Triple H this week that our favorite NXT event is not only being brought to the main roster but it is being put in top guy status at Survivor Series. Can I say it? Brother Wade, what are we getting at Survivor Series? War Games! Oh! Yes, yes, yes. Dude, I blew up our little chat. War Games! War Games! Games! War Games! (laughs) And we are finally getting one of my favorite cage matches of all time. Mm-hmm. War games on the main roster, and I love that Triple H said in the Ringer article. Yeah, this is not going to be Raw versus SmackDown in no. War Games matches. This is going to be storyline driven. Yep, we are getting. I'll call it a riff on the classic Survivor Series match. Mm-hmm. You're getting that storyline. You're getting the four on four, five on five, whatever it turns out to be. You get. I'm going to do the callback to WCW for what WWE had as Survivor Series Mm. WCW always had as Fall Brawl right? and that's exactly what came to mind for me it's that and and we've seen some some amazing War Games matches in NXT okay the women's the first ever women's first ever women's long running them yep the KO surprise. That's my the favorite. underrated OGN black and gold versus 2.0. Yes. Okay. And the women's and the women's last year, yeah. Yep. Underrated so, matches. So it's continued that tradition. And um, you know, the one that comes to mind also for me, you know, you go back to WCW, and the one that always stands out to me is when Rick Flair turned on Sting because I don't know for what the 800th time, <laughs> and and the the four horsemen just locked the cage up and just beat the holy hell out of Sting and Dusty and everyone. Mm. Like like those are some great all time matches, and it it for it to be now in Survivor Series, it's only going to tr- continue the tradition. Absolutely. So I'm going to ask you, what are, give me two or three storylines that you think will have a natural progression to war games being the end game. Okay. Team Bianca versus team control. Okay. We're already starting to build the teams a little bit. You can play mix and match. Well, damage control is going to be damage control and maybe one or two other women versus Bailey, I mean not Bailey, well, 
Bianca and anyone she can get, probably yeah. Bliss and Bliss and Asuka and uh, returning Sasha and Naomi. Mm-hmm. That's a possible one. Um, you just gave me an idea. Can I, I'm going to interject real quick. I had the last match too. What about yeah, okay, give me the other match. Okay. No, give me the other match. Intergender war games. The Judgment Day versus Team Edge. And you've got Edge, mm-hmm. Ray, Beth, and who's the AJ fourth? Styles. Okay. Especially Love after it. what happened with him and Finn on, on Monday. Love it. Now, going back to the women's match, what if we do a four-on-four? Okay. So it's damage control mm-hmm. and your mystery member. Right. Okay. They have a fourth man. Okay. And Sasha is with Bianca. And mm-hmm. Sasha is the fourth man. Ooh. And she comes in last. Mm-hmm. She comes in last. And then just just whoops, whoops on everyone. On Bianca, on Alexa, on Asuka. And you have the best friends, best friends the back together. The golden role again. models and damage control. Stop. You know I will never stop talking about how much I want to see Sasha Banks do Sasha Banks things. Oh, you mean 2020 Sasha? <laughs> Yes. 2020 to 2021, Sasha. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Damn, that was one of my favorite Sasha runs. I'm sorry, Sasha. Sasha is too natural of a heel. It'll be Ric Flair. No, it's the Ric Flair move. And where Survivor Flair. Series this year? What's that? Where? Boston. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are we calling? Wait, do you have Road Dog's phone number? Because one of us has to call and tell one him. One of us has to call him for this. <laughs> Phil. Dirtiest player oh, in the game. Wow. Give it to me. Give it to me now. Oh, my. We need to talk about nothing else right now. Nah, nah. I think we're done. I think we're, I done. Think we're done here. I think we're done with this episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's over. Yep. Yep. Could they possibly swerve us with the team bloodline match? And it's the bloodline versus. It has to had an issue with Roman of the bloodline for the past two years. So let, okay. So let's talk about that one really quick on the men's side, right? I feel this is the, this is where Sammy Zane gets fired from the bloodline. Okay. Now you have Roman, the Usos, and Solo. Right. Going up against Drew, mm-hmm. Sammy, Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Who would you put in as the fourth guy? Do you really want me to say it? Yeah, I really want you to say it. Johnny Gargano. <laughs> Johnny Gargano. What a great way to put him in on the main event, main event scene. That and also, also 
how butthurt the internet's going to be when Johnny kicks out of a Superman punch. Mm-hmm. What would you do? And I don't mean to take away from Johnny Gargano for mm-hmm. you. What if Brock was the fourth guy in the War Games match? Match of the year. <laughs> match of the year. <laughs> done. Match done. of the year. Cowboy Brock comes back one more time. <laughs> That's it. And wreaks havoc. And again, it's I'm gonna make <laughs> I'm gonna go back to NX to NXT. The pop that Kevin Owens got when he was the mystery man in that match. You do the same exact thing with Brock Lesnar. Excuse me, it's game over. It's game over. Game over. Brock. And I, I was talking to Jess about this. I said, how would you feel if Brock was in war games? She's like, so basically people are going to just die in that match. Yes. Yes. That's one of Brock's appearances. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. No, no, no. Yeah. This is great. Hey, you remember when Brock killed Austin Theory in the Elimination Chamber? He yeah, yeah, we got that again. He, he gets that multiple times. Yes. What if Theory just to cash in through war games? Oh, my God. Beat the crap out of him. Oh, my God. That's it. What? That's it. Brock, you don't have the titles on the line. Mm-hmm. Brock finally beats Roman that way. Mm-hmm. Doesn't get a title out of it, but he gets, <clears throat> excuse me, he gets that that revenge, right? And Austin Theory goes to cash in. Talk about his, ooh, being the guy to end Roman's two-year streak. Yep. Yep. You just want to watch the world burn, dude. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes, my friend. Dude, okay. So you might have, you might have to kill this one, really. That's yeah. It. <laughs> so I think on that note, I think we're gonna end on a high note this week, as high as we possibly can. We the ones, Wade. No, you the one. No, no, we the ones. There is no, there's no iron team. <laughs> <laughs> but there is sure as hell of me. Hey. <laughs> To quote the great, late, great, incomparable Kobe Bryant. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so, Brother Wade, mm-hmm. let's take it home. All let's right. take this week home, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, you are currently listening to New Normal Wrestling exclusively on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. We'd like to hashtag make it pop with that next level pop. If you'd like to follow us on social media, we are at Fourth Wall Pop Network on Instagram, Twitter, I think there's a Facebook. Um, if you want to find us on multiple podcast streaming platforms, we are available on Apple, we're available on Google, we're available on Anchor, which you are current, which we are currently recording on right now, mm-hmm. and any other podcast streaming platform. Is the swag shop still down? I feel like the swag shop is still down. The swag shop is still close. It's closed for renovations. Yes, it's closed for renovations, but we will be back. Uh, I think I covered everything. I think so. So with that being said, the man on the other side of my screen is Brother Wade. I am Dr. Kayfabe Phil. Together, we are New Normal Wrestling. And as always, to everybody out there listening, we can't thank you enough for supporting us. And we will see you guys next week. And um, that's it. I got no tagline this week. We love you guys. Ah, 
See you later. Thanks, Rhea. Close the show for us. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Doggy dog. Diggity dog. <laughs> later, guys. We love you. If this is your first time tuning in, thank you for listening to New Normal Wrestling, found exclusively right here on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Go check out the many ways you can support the network by visiting our link tree found in the description of this episode. Give NNW a follow on Instagram at New Normal Wrestling and on Twitter at Wrestling Normal. Be sure to tell all your friends to like, share, and subscribe and help this thing grow and grow and continue to be the biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. We are New Normal Wrestling, and we bid you adieu with a goodbye, a good night, and we'll see you when we're looking at you. Bang!